Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Welcome back to Homeschool Together, the fastest growing secular homeschool podcast in the North Seattle region. <laughs> as we as we tape this, we have just hit 900 downloads in our first month and we are I'm 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 like freaking out. I'm so excited about this. Yes, I I'm I'm tickled pink. It's been we've done very you've done a very good job. You have done a very good job. But I love talking to, with everybody. Today is our final episode of our curriculum series. And we're going to be talking about finding used curriculum and how to find it, where to go, what are some of the caveats you want to think about when you're when you're shopping for used curriculums. But before we get started, we want to make sure that you join us on Facebook at Homeschool Together Podcast, our Facebook group. And also follow us on Instagram at Homeschool Together Podcast and see a great picture of me passed out on the floor with my kid. I think it was one of the first things you posted. So, <laughs> scroll back a little bit. Yeah, scroll down a little bit. You'll enjoy that. But we want to say hello to some very special people. Now, we got a lot of listeners in the U.S., and so hello. But yeah, we, You know, we always try to say hello in the, the language of the, the folks who are, who are following us. And we are growing internationally, y'all. I know. I know. It's amazing. Our French and those French and Irish listeners, we love you very much. We've already said hello to you. But let's say hello to Canada. Hello. Hello. Let's say hello to the UK. Cheers. Saudi Arabia. Marhaban. And Kenya. Habari. Zimbabwe. Haiti, And the final one in Mauritius. Yes, someone in Mauritius. Well, hello or, hello or, or bonjour, bonjour, depending on which language you, you speak. So. Yeah, so we're tickled pink to, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to say all the names and say hello, but we're really tickled pink that there's a lot of people all around the world that are listening. Hope you're enjoying it. Hopefully you're getting a lot out of this. You know, we're very US centric and a lot of what we talk about, but hopefully you're you're getting that information and it's helping you and your family do your homeschooling environment. And if you are one of our international listeners, yes. like we would love to hear from you. How are you homeschooling in your country? What does that look like? We would love to chat. So uh, get in touch with us uh, through Facebook or homeschooltogetherpodcast at gmail.com. We would just love to talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about a lot of the challenges and and things you need to think about when you're searching for used curriculum. This is a common thing that a lot of people will do, not necessarily for the digital curriculums that we've been talking about or recommending, but maybe for more of the the boxed curriculums, very similar to the All About Reading, um, the Right Start Math, and some of the other more boxed curriculums that may be out there. If you don't choose to go with one of the digital curriculums, how do you go about finding more affordable curriculums? Because these curriculums can be 
you know, pricey. Yeah, they can be pricey. And, and so, uh, you know, a lot of folks want to get that in their budget by, by finding used curriculums. I, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. So hopefully we can provide some, some tips to, to find some good deals out there. So, so let's just jump right into it. So let's talk a little bit about the keys before you're shopping for used curriculum. A lot of times when you want to buy something, you want to know what you're buying or know what you're looking for before you actually pull that trigger so you don't make a mistake. So what are these things that people need to think about when they are getting into buying a used curriculum? Yeah, so uh, the most important thing is to really understand all of the components. So like, you know, if you're going for a math curriculum, let's say, you want to look for, look at the manufacturer's website, know, okay, I'm looking for a, uh, a teaching text, a teacher's guide, a student workbook, appendices pages, manipulatives, like you need to understand all the components of the curriculum well, so that when you're looking at it used, you know what's, what's there and what's not there. Uh, and you also need to understand in that curriculum, which pieces are consumable. So if you have a student workbook packet or some other kind of activity thing that, you know, may be torn out, that, that may be used, you need to understand which pieces would be consumable and where you can buy those new consumables at. Sometimes you're going to find used curriculums where somebody, they used one or two pages of their consumable or none of it at all. And that is great, but you can't rely on that. So you definitely need to understand, okay, well, you know, it's, it's this price if I bought it all new and it's this price if I just want to buy the consumable piece, the student workbook. So you can know whether or not you're getting a good deal by just adding that piece in. And a lot of these boxed curriculums will sell the, a lot of times they sell these individual consumable products. Right. Okay. Because you may have multiple children using the same curriculum. So I'm they just thinking do about sell. like Bright Start Math or sure. the All About Reading. I'm tearing pages out of the workbooks. Right. And those workbooks are sold individually. And so you'll oftentimes find it. But the really important thing to keep in mind is you need to understand the addition of the curriculum. So for example, Bright Start Math, we're on the second edition of that. If I were to purchase a used version of the first edition, I can't get a first edition workbook necessarily that goes worksheet set that goes with it. I think maybe in Right Start you can't, but just as an example, you need to be very careful about editions when you plan to buy one piece new and one piece used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be disjointed in that in that manner. Um, so you know they go through and they they figure out okay this is what I need to look get this is what I've got to worry about maybe even if there's manipulatives that you have to purchase to fill in gaps or holes, you know, like an abacus or something of that nature. What are the sources of used curriculum? Where can they go? Where can they look? You know, where are these places that they can go and find these things? So let's start close to home. Uh, if you are lucky enough to have a, a homeschool consignment shop in your area, we happen to have one uh, in yeah, Kirkland, Washington Kirk. called Homeschool Potpourri, which is great. Yeah. And some of these curriculum shops as well will ship. So you can always look. What I like about that is I can just email or even call and say, hey, I'm looking for this curriculum specifically. And they'll let me know if they have it. Sometimes they'll also let me know when they get it in, which is really terrific. Uh, and, so, and even just beyond that, I mean, we went into the consignment store and they've got so much stuff there it's, it's it there should be something tons. that's already on your you know regular visiting thing yeah it's i mean you know i feel like you should go there like hide your wallet or like you know plan a budget before you walk into the store because it's just <laughs> just bring cash i mean it's just so rich i'm like i want it all they have games there they have novels books, they've books. got curriculum yeah. manipulatives i mean it's like a kid in a candy store so i just i try to go with a very specific goal in mind to the to the homeschool and i remember store. she said if you ever needed anything call her and she'd hold it for you and that's yeah that's they're really, nice. really great i mean they're they're usually run by uh 
folks who, who are currently or have homeschooled. So they're just a huge support to the community. So definitely check out your local homeschool consignment store. The second thing is homeschool conventions. A lot of states will have one in that June, July timeframe or May, June, July, some, somewhere in there. Obviously, this year with COVID, that's not happening. And yeah, we were really looking forward to going this I year. I know. We were super excited. Uh, so they typically will have curriculum sales at the sometimes at the end of those. So you may check and see if there's some sort of online offering in your state since the conventions aren't being held in person. But that's a great source for used curriculum as well. Obviously, that's very timely. You have to wait for it to come up. So you do have to plan in advance. Yeah, I would imagine that maybe they're doing... Yeah, check with them because they may be doing some like consignment thing or something of that nature. Right. I mean, we've had our local uh, children's consignment sales have gone online here. So you never know, but that's going to be a very seasonal thing. It's only going to be available then. So if we want to move into some online options, one of my favorites is homeschoolclassifieds.com. And I'll put links in the show notes to everything we talk about today. So one of the things I really appreciate about that is that everything is alphabetical as opposed to some of the other Facebook groups and things we'll talk about in a few minutes. It's so easy to find. Hey, if I want to look for DKI witness books, I love you, DK. Uh, (laughs) If I want to look for DKI witness books, I can just go right to the D's and check that out. I don't have to scroll through a bunch of things. This is similar to like you would. This would be almost like a Craigslist for homeschool stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's it's okay. very low. There's not a lot of pictures and things. You do have to be a little bit cautious on homeschool classifieds that you get the the uh, year of the printing. So, oh, hey, I see the book on Usborne World Religions. Ooh, I really want that one. And you have to ask, wait, is this a 2012 printing or the 2001 printing? So be a little bit cautious about that. A lot of times, one of the things I like about homeschool classifieds is it will list the price and it'll list it PPD, which means that it includes postage. Mm. So that's a really terrific way as well to ensure that you know exactly what it's going to cost. You can also search for everything that was uploaded today, everything that was uploaded yesterday. Wow. It's really easy to search. Is it by location? Could you filter by location as well? Or is it just kind of like everywhere? No, it's everywhere. It's all okay. US based. But yeah, it's really great for that. If you're looking for something specific, like all about reading, you could just check there every morning and see when they add it and then and then pick that up. So really great way to go with homeschool classifieds. Okay. Um, next thing that, you know, Two billion people are on this platform. Shockingly, Facebook. So, Facebook. W- where where are all the Facebook people finding curriculums, and what is out there for them? Right. So there are several general curriculum resale Facebook groups. So I really like to follow Homeschool Curriculum Marketplace Group, Homeschool Curriculum Sell Exchange, Homeschooler Market Buy Sell Trade, uh, Homeschool Buy Sell Trade, and Homeschool Curriculum Free for Shipping. We'll include all of the links to those groups in the show notes. The one thing to remember about the Facebook groups, while they are great, and I bought a lot of curriculum and books and things off those groups, the one thing is you are at the mercy of waiting for the right thing to come up. And that's the case too with homeschool classifieds, but you really have to weed through quite a bit. There's, on some of these groups, there's 30,000, 70,000 people that are part of these groups. So you really have to scroll through quite a lot to find what you might be looking for. You have to be pretty, and you also have to be pretty on the spot about it because there's lots of folks going for the same curriculums. It, it doesn't mean that you can't get things. I've bought plenty of things and I, I've seen the posts the next day. So it's not like that. But if you're looking for something hot, it's going to be a little bit difficult mm-hmm. uh, for you. So while they're great, just kind of take that with a grain of salt. I like to, 
I like to watch them more, not for something specific that I'm waiting for this one thing to come up, but more just in general. Oh, I see a bunch of the who was books or, oh yeah, I'm going to go pick those up because I know that those are good. And that's a good price. And a lot of times they, in fact, almost all the time they don't include shipping. So just remember that when you see listings there. So while they're great, you will have to calculate in uh, usually media mail shipping. So I think that things come up all year long, but you'll definitely see a lot more scramble to get them right before school starts. And and that's the case even when we talked about starting any of these curriculums, if you're going to leverage your library, uh, any sources that are community-based, you're starting at the same time as everyone else, that's going to be a challenge. So, and, and that goes right into the last source I would say, which is the Facebook group for the specific curriculum. If I'm looking for a used version of All About Reading, for example, I want to join the All About Reading Buy, Sell, Trade discussion group because that's where it's going to come up first. Now, the downside to that is everyone in that group might be looking for for that, so you do have to be kind of on top of it. I find that you can definitely do well as long as you're not trying to do it right before the start of the school year. So if you're starting off season or, you know, gosh, we're using level one now, if we wanted to get level two, let's say I could be looking ahead for that and whenever it comes up, I could jump on it and buy it. So when you're in your daily, you know, perusing of these groups and are you looking at things for say next year? Like we've already gotten everything for this year. You Would you advise people to say, you know, be six, 12 months ahead of time when you're looking for the things you need, like have a checklist or something of that nature to mark off what you're looking for? Yeah, I definitely think that uh, while you can get things used for uh, quick consumption, you're going to be much better off price wise if you, you have a bit of time. So I know that I know what we're using for next year's curriculum. You know, we've talked about the fact that we're using Build Your Library and Torchlight together starting in early spring. So I'm already thinking ahead. I've been buying those books for probably the last six months because I knew that that was where we were going. Well, and, so and, I could had time to wait, basically. Yeah, and this goes into new curriculum sales. So if you're thinking ahead, you know, what, what type of opportunities might appear to people if they're paying attention? Right. So if you can't find everything used that you want the, the and you have to purchase it new, the other recourse to use is to understand when the yearly sales are going to happen from your curriculum vendor. So for example, Blossom and Root, Torchlight, Build Your Library, they all have sales once or twice a year. If you join the discussion group, you can say, hey, I'm thinking about doing, you know, Blossom and Root next year. When's the sales usually happen for that? And the group is really great about telling you. So I did that. I knew that we were going to go for Torchlight and Build Your Library earlier in the spring. And I waited for the sale to come up for both of those. And I think I got like 15 or 20% off. So great way to go to understand when the sale is, especially like we say, if you're doing a digital, you can't get that used anyway. So you do, the best you can do is get it on an online sale. So that's, that would be my advice. As with everything, if you're trying to get something used, you're trying to get something on sale, planning in advance is the best way to go. If you need it right now, you're probably not going to get, get a deal on it. So as much as you can be thinking in advance, I do have a Trello board for each of the curriculums that I'll be teaching. And I have a full list of all the books on there. I have, I have books by usually how I categorize uh, pieces of the curriculum is like, this is the must buy section or oh, these are spines or whatever. And these are the, this would be nice to have section. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the rest of it's what I intend to get from the library. Well, we have a, com- we have a podcast coming up about buying used books and then yeah, we're also going to have a podcast about, about 
how to use the library and we'll talk a lot about how we use the library and how important that is. Mm -hmm. But I think this was really good to kind of, you know, ground everybody in the right mindset to think ahead. And, you know, I know we're always, you know, it feels like we're scrambling and running and just trying to finish the day. We're just trying to finish the week, but we do need to make sure we take a little bit of a breather and think about the future, think about what's coming up because so we can, you know, save those dollars because, you know, if we save forty, fifty dollars over the course of you know a curriculum, you know, it's just more money we can put towards books, more money we can put towards manipulatives. Right. So, you know, we know, you know, sometimes homeschooling, we you know, we can't afford to spend a ton of money on these things. So we want to make sure we get it at the best price we can, mm-hmm. most con, you know, most price conscious, and we can get the most for our dollars for our kids. You know, that is a good thing, and I think this really helped kind of ground people in the in that. So as we close out the podcast, it's kind of a short podcast. This was the end of the curriculum series. And we really hope you enjoyed this. And I think, you know, as time goes on, we'll maybe add more to this series. Mm-hmm. But this was a nice, like, I think kind of a, you know, a shrink-wrapped group of podcasts that kind of articulated, you know, what are the options for early learners? What are the ones that we've chosen? You know, how do you go about choosing the things you need to choose? What is all the background on those things? And I hope this helped you. And that if you know anybody who's a homeschooler or a potential homeschooler, you know, feel free to share this series. We'll have nice links on the website to share the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people can listen to that and pick and choose what they you know, are interested in, in. But we really wanted to make sure that we had a nice little series. We're going to do a lot of sub-series within the podcast going forward. We like this type of framework that kind of has a, a rolling topic that goes on and on for a couple podcasts that kind of hits the various points and you know, small bite-sized pieces. And this was kind of a shorter podcast compared to the last few that we've been doing. But we hope this was actually very helpful. We're going to go on and do some onesie twosie podcasts here and then maybe we'll start up a new series and maybe even starting up some teaser interviews maybe. Yeah, yeah, we've got some interviews lined up. So definitely stay tuned. We're very excited. So as we like to end every podcast, it's what are we into this week? Um, This week we've been into Sam's Zookeeper Challenge on Disney+. Plus. This is a great little series that um, I found searching through, I think, the Nat Geo. Yeah, Nat Geo's got the some Nat great Geo section, stuff. Which, you know, obviously Disney is great. It's got all the good Disney stuff. But the Nat Geo section of Disney Plus is actually, I, I, that's the first thing I go to. You know, we turn it on. My, my oldest yells, Daddy, look, look, X-Men, X-Men. I'm like, no, we're not watching X-Men. We're going to <laughs> Nat Geo. And uh, so I found this little series. Um, it's a cute girl. I don't know. 20, 18, 19 years old, mm-hmm. um, real smart. Um, and she goes, and these episodes are really small, really short. And what she does is she goes and visits like these animals, either at a rescue or at a zoo. I think the first episode was about penguins. She was cutting up fish to feed the penguins. And they're really small, consumable episodes. So you can watch one or two as kind of like, you know, a reward for finishing the day or something small if you need to like check your phone for messages or something like that or you have, you know, God forbid you have to go to the bathroom or something like that. Um, it's a great little thing to turn on the TV. Um, my daughter really loved it. Um, mm-hmm. The the girl who's running is very bubbly, so she very you know connects with the with the age group. Get to see those animals up close, and I, I liked it. I actually we we watched I think three or four episodes in a burst, and I think the whole series might be eight or nine, ten episodes. Yeah, it's short. There was only one season of it, but she was very engaged. She told me that evening. All about the penguins and how they prep the fish and all those things. Oh, she, she went wild about the groundhog, the hedgehog that was under the thing. And again, like like everything we talk about. So that got us into a, a meerkat type of death spiral into YouTube and stuff. 
but she enjoyed it. It kind of got her kicked out, kicking up on animals. And since we are going to be going into animals for our kinder curriculum, it's good to start to get that flow of animals and connecting mm-hmm. animals to regions. Um, I think she really, really identified with it and she really liked it. It was just a little, you know, just a little show that we found kind of nestled down at the bottom of <laughs> yeah. uh, Nat Geo, but she really liked it. And hopefully you can, you know, if you're trying to fill in a few minutes here and there and your your kid wants to watch an episode, I highly suggest watching Sam Zookeeper Challenge on Disney+. Plus. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling! You know there are people out there. I haven't actually heard of anybody listening to the bloopers, but I think there's people out there. Yo, people, if you're listening to these bloopers. Need a blooper check.